Welcome to Virtual Student Experiences, where we inspire students to aspire. For more information, please check out our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to VSC Season 3. Today's webinar will be a webinar focused on Hollywood acting and stunts. If you guys are new to our program, Virtual Student Experiences is a pro bono initiative spearheaded for students by students. And we at Virtual Student Experiences want to be the inspiration for aspiration. Our goal is to give students around the world an opportunity to hear from professionals in their career industry of interest in a friendly and casual setting. If you're a student that knows what you want to do in the future, we at VSC want to encourage, allow, and connect with professionals. VSC, students are given the chance to decide if their career choice fits the personality, skills, and overall interests. To VSC, you'll be able to hear from a wide variety of guests from a wide variety of seniority levels. And to find out more information or to sign up to be notified of other webinars, you can visit our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. Our very special guest for today is Mr. Tim Storms. Mr. Storms grew up in a small town in Minnesota where he learned gymnastics from age four and studied martial arts, earning his first degree black, first black belt at age 16. He performed as a clown and juggler throughout high school and college, setting the underworld juggling champion, Scott Burton. He learned clowning from world-renowned clown, Lloyd Bryant, and went on to found his own performance troupe, The Oddballs. Mr. Storms earned a degree in classical and musical theater, conjunctively studying all types of movement, including stage combat, mime, and dance. Using the vast array of skills he'd acquired, he directed, choreographed, and acted in hundreds of productions, including plays, films, and professional ballets. Mr. Storms ventured to Los Angeles and became a professional actor, stuntman, and fight choreographer while learning while training Lawrence Fishbourne for The Matrix. He began specializing in Hong Kong-style wire work and wushu kung fu. Combining all of those various but similar movement styles inspired him to create his own school, the Academy of Movement Arts and Sciences. Mr. Storm's passion of, is finding the synergy of all of the different movement and performing styles he, that he has studied and conveying that passion to his students. So thank you so much for joining us here today, Mr. Storms. You're welcome. Thanks for the invite. And just to start us off, can you tell us from your perspective what you do as a stuntman and really how you got into that field? Um, it, what I do as a stuntman is... Um, there, there are several different different aspects of it. There are a lot of different aspects. Um, what I do is, is similar to what the actors uh, do. I'm uh, either portraying a character and uh, doing the physical action more more physical than than regular actors would be doing. Fight scenes, fire, driving, car stunts falls off of buildings, uh, falls on the ground, weaponry, um, water things, motorcycles. Um, there's a whole range of things that we do in the stunt world. But as I said, it's relatively based on the same thing that the actors are doing. We're portraying, portraying characters. Or sometimes we'll do stunt doubling, which is actually stepping in and doing the dangerous or difficulties uh, for those actors themselves and, uh, you know, keeping them safe. So we're a little bit more expendable or a little bit more, you know, versatile with, with what we do 
than than the actor themselves. So that's basically what what we're doing in the stunt world. And then can you tell me how you got into that field and really where your passion began? Um, I, when I was four years old, I started jumping around. My brother was a gymnast, so he taught me gymnastics from two years old. I was doing handstands and climbing up the doorways and flipping off the, the swing set in the backyard and doing a lot of dangerous stuff. And so uh, my dad took me to the gym and uh, got me uh, acclimated to, to gymnastics. So I started at a very young age. And uh, I, I was always, you know, very versatile and, and uh, adept with, with, as I said, flipping around, jumping around, doing strength, uh, strength skills. And, uh, you know, I could always do you know, twice as many pull-ups as, as the other kids, and I could jump higher and, you know, jump off of things and things like that. So that was that was the beginning of it. I started martial arts when I was 12. Uh, Taekwondo was my first one, but I've studied a, little, a big range of, of martial arts, and I've taught uh, a, a number of them throughout my career, and I still do. Um, but that the combination of those two things pretty much cemented my passion for performance and and wanting to be on stage because with with the martial arts and the gymnastics i was always put up there in front of a crowd to do what i did even though i was very shy at that age and i i didn't want to speak but doing the physical things always came very naturally and very easily to me. And I liked the being in front of a crowd, but as I said, I was shy. Then uh, I really tried to push myself and I started taking speech classes and uh, juggling and, and clowning and things like that in high school and junior high. And and uh, that led to more combinations of things, putting things together and starting my own troupe to combine all those things that I was already doing, the martial arts, the gymnastics, and uh, you know, some fight stuff, things like that. So it all, everything in my life has always had a synergy that way. It's, it's combined very nicely. So then when, once I went to college, I was still, Quite, uh, quite shy, but I, I, I knew I wanted to perform a bit. So I offhandedly auditioned for a theater scholarship, even though I was going to be an electronics engineer. And I got the scholarship and I said, well, I'll, I'll do that for the, you know this year and then next year I'll transfer back into the electronics engineering because I really want to be an engineer. And uh, so I, I took my first theater classes and I got on stage and I got cast in a few productions and I started uh, teaching some stage combat classes and took fencing classes and a whole bunch of different movement classes, gymnastics and ballet and tap dance and all types of dance and movement and everything that fit together and and uh one one year led to the next and they kept offering me scholarships for theater and i kept saying okay next year i'll go to 
I'll, I'll do the electronics engineering, but uh, I never quite made it out of the theater except for graduating from that. So uh, it's, it's been a culmination of always one thing leading to the next. And just because I wanted to try something, I saw opportunities. And I got that at a very young age from my dad and my mom. And uh, especially my dad, it was he was always putting me out there, and it, you know he he really endorsed the idea of if you if you don't try it, you don't know what it's going to be like. And for the most part, I I liked it, and I, I that led to the next thing. So I was always trying strange things, and my dad would say, "Hey, why don't you try to do this with this? You know, combining skills." And before I knew it, I was doing things like parkour before parkour was a thing i was you know flipping off of buildings and park benches and things like that way before it was a, a thing you know so that was that was how that transpired doing the same thing i was in theater and i still had the the abilities of a martial artist and a gymnast and I was learning more stunt stage fighting type skills and that parlayed into actually doing stunt work for various local productions, plays and small small films and student films and things like that and and I you know fell in love with that and that once again one thing led to the next and I was I moved out here to Los Angeles after a long circuitous route of doing theater and film and things like that. And right away I started teaching gymnastics and martial arts and training people and uh, doing doing classical theater and things like that, you know. So I was I was doing a lot of things. I wasn't doing a lot of film work though, but uh, I was kind of a purist at the time, and I, I wanted to stick to the theater route, but it doesn't make a lot of money out here in Los Angeles. And, and somebody offered me, you know, to, to play a role in a, in a, sm a small movie, a, a student film, I think. And I said, yeah, sure. And they gave me some money for it. And I went, wow, this is actually more money than I make doing a play. And then uh, I got the lucky break of uh, being able to teach uh, Lawrence Fishburne and the other actors on on uh, a little film called The Matrix, and that that really cinched it. I got to see the the Hong Kong wirework team and choreographers, and a lot of times they could not really convey what they wanted to say or show to the performers. So they would have me step in and and physically demonstrate it or translate it into my terms as a mover and and you know martial artist they knew i had a background in it even though it wasn't wasn't nearly on the level of what they were doing but i was very good at picking things apart and and seeing skills that they were doing and saying well this is exactly how they want you to do this and so that that really threw me into the to the mix when it came to to doing stunts and specializing in wire work and fight choreography and Hong Kong style fight choreography and things like that and it just snowballed from there so 
interesting. So, I mean, I guess when you were breaking into the industry, what were some of the steps or requirements that you had to meet? Um, things were very different back, back then, way back then. Um, you would go and uh, it, it, there, there are different aspects of it when it comes to, to the acting world, which I was trying to pursue. So I was looking for an agent, which I got pretty quickly. But uh, as I said, I was still doing classical theater. So that, that was keeping me in that world. But, you know, I would go on, go on auditions. So that, that was the thing. And back then we had the, the trade papers. I would pick up a trade paper every Friday or whatever and, and look at that and see what roles were up and I would I would actually go to an audition or send in a physical resume to and headshot to those either casting directors or directors, et cetera, et cetera. Um, when it comes to the stunt world, it's a little bit different. I was also pushing my way into that and we we would do what, what's called hustling. You would go to the set and hopefully you had uh you were able to get on set back back then it was much easier to just show up and you know all the stunt guys would kind of give each other information oh this this stunt coordinator is going to be working here on this day at this house or whatever or at this studio so you had much better access back then so we would go wherever the stunt coordinator was introduce ourselves give them our headshot and wait around sit around and wait and watch what they're doing and be quiet and then when you get the chance if you can move a mat around for them or you can go get them a bottle of water or you know anything anything just make yourself useful and make yourself known that was the big thing just introducing yourself and showing them that you were a good person and who talk about who you knew in in common and what work you'd, you'd done you know sometimes it came down to you know the, them just saying hi and then might get back to you they might not sometimes they would say oh come on you know i could use you right now so that's how that would happen um after 9 11 things changed uh terribly because we didn't have access to especially the studios anymore we couldn't just walk on onto a studio lot and a lot of times we couldn't just walk up to a set it's a, it's still you know we still try to hustle but and the, you know the advent of the the internet has changed things too everything's electronic now they you send in your resume you send in your headshot and bam it's it's to the coordinator overnight or right away uh and there have there used to be what were called stunt services uh, they were phone services, so you would you would subscribe to these services, and there would be a live operator, and they would get a call from the coordinators, and they they would say, "I need, you know, as many guys as you can that have blonde hair that are between five foot five and five foot ten and 160 pounds, whatever." So the the stunt services would would pair you up and send you out to these auditions now we have stunt directories and and stunt services that are much more electronics based where they have databases and you you are entered in there and you subscribe to that and you 
you know they they have your information right there so they can look down their list and see what they want and it still comes down to getting to know people because in the stunt world it's 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 a very tight community it's getting a lot looser now and a lot larger so it's getting saturated uh and oversaturated with a lot of people but um it used to be a lot smaller so you know a lot of people you you would be known pretty quickly whether you were talented or untalented you know whether whether you were a good person or not you could people could get along with you you did your job you you kept quiet you you didn't make trouble and that's how that would work you know you would you would uh get to know people you would you would train with them you would show up and do social events with each other and it was it was very connected that way there's still a lot of that and a lot of um I don't even want to say nepotism, but there are definitely stunt groups that that they will hire specifically from their group. And if they can't find somebody that is right for what they're doing, they'll go outside of their group. But there are professional groups, you know, that that uh, the Stuntman's Association of America, uh, things like that, that that they kind of stick with their own people and they vet their own people to you know to make sure that those people are sticking with their ascribed you know performance levels so interesting um and then can you talk about some of the challenges that you faced and then how you overcame those uh challenges um there are challenges all the time. Just, it just um, finding the job is is number one. Number two is everybody thinks that stunt work is uh, very glamorous, and in, in the movies in general, and film work, et cetera, et cetera. And it can be. Uh, you're working with some famous people a lot of the time. Uh, People don't realize what kind of long hours that we spend in, in the business. We're there a long, long time. And especially in stunt work, it's we spend an entire day sitting on set, waiting for our scene, rehearsing maybe. And then almost inevitably what happens is they get to the stunts last because I want to clear everything out and make sure everybody is you know, safe and, and they usually get to the stunts last. And that's, you know, it can be two in the morning. It could be everybody's exhausted, it's cold, it's rainy or whatever. And okay, now go do a fight scene. And it's, that's, that's a gigantic challenge, you know, to make, make that happen under, under a lot of rigorous conditions a lot of times, you know. Um, and just just training for what we do. It's it's as I said, there are a lot of skills involved. You should know how to do fight scenes. You should know how to take a proper reaction. Uh, you should do, know how to do at least basic driving skills. Um, you should you know there are a lot a lot of different things that you could specialize. You can specialize in fire or high falls or things like that. But in general you want to keep yourself as hireable as possible. And the way to do that is 
really keep training and it, it, it's it, people don't realize that either when when actors are not working they're usually taking a class and training and working on their craft and and upping their skills a lot of a lot of other jobs you know you have the job and you move on and you, you keep doing your job in the movie business what people don't realize is when I get done with a movie or a TV show I'm basically fired and I have to find my next job so that's half of the half of the job right there is finding the next job and lining up the next work or going back into training or in the stunt world it could be recovering from the job that I just worked on you know healing and and making sure that I'm fit to go for the next thing or or losing weight or gaining weight or gaining muscle or working on a skill or certain things like that so you know it's it's multi faceted when it comes to having to keep up your skill level and then it comes down to the business stuff too i have to keep my resumes current i have to get headshots i have to etc cetera, etc cetera. i have to keep i have to keep the production part of my business going in at the same time so for sure for sure and then you brought up an interesting point about actually when you're in between jobs perhaps you might have to actually recover from the previous one so i guess how often do injuries occur in the job uh it, it really depends and that's the funny thing about stunt work or action acting um you usually get hurt doing the things that you don't think are dangerous and that's what happens to a lot of actors too it's it's running you know and you you slip on something or you trip or you know those are the things that happen in real life too you know in any business the 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 biggest danger is out in their parking lot a trip and fall uh biggest danger is getting in and out of your own bathtub things like that you know Uh, but in the stunt world a lot of things that will come back to bite you are the little things that you don't think are that difficult so you don't plan them out as rigorously as you would with the bigger things with the big things hopefully the coordinator has planned things out and you you everybody's gelled and everybody knows exactly what your cue is and when you're going and you know when it's a, when it's a smaller thing sometimes you're not paying attention to those little things so that's that's when you can actually get hurt not to say that the big things don't hurt you taking a big fall i've taken some big hits some big crashes and i knew they were going to hurt before and they definitely uh proved that they did hurt (laughs) and you know sometimes a lot more than i expected i've got my bell rung or you know broken bones or you know torn muscles or whatever so mm-hmm. you know yeah for sure and then as a as a teacher can you talk about as a teacher and a founder can you talk about um your role at the academy of movement arts and sciences uh yes um i've always loved teaching since i was a little kid and that comes from my dad who was a teacher and he taught multiple 
things and I've always I always admired that and I always I kind of absorbed that from him and the the biggest aspect of that is I think because I've always done a lot of physical things and I've I've always tried to undertake anything that that you know was presented to me I, I try to try to you know have an open mind when it comes to things like that uh, I, I am sometimes a very slow learner in in the fact that it takes takes a while for me to absorb things because I'm a, kind of a perfectionist mm -hmm. and I found that I absorb things a lot more easily after I'm able to teach it to someone because everybody learns differently orally verbally uh, you know it, it's 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 is sense memory things like that and I like to combine a lot of those things and it's challenging for me to discover how how people learn and how to get through to, to certain students so I have to have a lot of tools I have to know a lot of various methods to actually get through to everybody that I want to teach and I think the thing that really cemented that in my mind was um, first of all teaching in college I was I was I undertook uh, teaching gymnastics to intramural football players which was such a challenge more challenging than any anything that I discovered before that because these were huge you know 280 pound people that were expecting to do skills that that little 120 pounders do all the time so that was a challenge and that you know it really opened up my my mind to having to having to dig into somebody's processes of how they they're going to learn and then beyond that I started teaching mommy and me classes in gymnastics and if if a, a little baby a little two-year-old is not understanding what you're saying or is getting bored is not being challenged is not having fun with what you're doing they're gonna leave you in the dust and they're they're not gonna they're not gonna turn back, and you're gonna lose their trust immediately. And that was, I think, the biggest challenge when it came to teaching for me is learning how to get through to if I can teach skills to to somebody on that level for the very first time that that they have no processes to actually feed off of and and to assimilate things, then I know that. I, I can do my job properly because it's a blank slate basically, which is great. But in the same token, they they can't pull things from their experience and say this works like this or this works like this. I have to teach them every part of that basic skill from the very beginning, and that's challenging. And and for me, the most rewarding thing. So that's been my goal and it's been my reward because then I can take the basics of every thing that I love to do teaching uh, dance martial arts stunts fights acting 
whatever it is, any kind of movement, uh, and I can I can see the bits and pieces of all of those things and put it all together and say, hey, let's let's try to do some cross training with this. Let's do a little bit of uh, you know this weapon with this style of movement that isn't traditionally done together. And and sometimes it fails miserably, but a lot of times it really works well and and you get a synthesis that you you never expected and it just sparks you know your imagination to to move on to other things and you know it leads to connections for a lot of things so that's that's been the best experience so far for me and i i, I love teaching as i said i get to teach some amazing people i i have still from very beginners to very adept high level international uh athletes and uh big movie stars and uh you know professional stunt people etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's still very very fun for me it's really awesome and yeah. i guess especially with the coronavirus pandemic that is really become a huge part of our all of our lives where do you see the entertainment um business going in the next decade or so um well uh, it's luckily it's you know people especially in, in times like this you know you see you see a gigantic uptick of you know when we're stuck inside of of all the online subscriptions for netflix and prime and blah 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 you know they're doing really really well um productions themselves we're still finding our way forward but i i, th I think you know i've done a, a few commercials in in this time and we really rely on a lot of a lot of precautions first of all and the movie the, luckily the industry makes so much money that they're able to really plow a lot of money into into that precaution and to, into PPE and everything else that is necessary for for working on on a set and you know honestly the the things that i've done so far and the things that i'm gearing up for we're wearing masks constantly we're they have so many people that are so hyper aware they have covid you know specialists that are making sure everybody stays you know in in social distancing and they set things up differently for the way we work as far as you know i'm used to sitting down with all my buddies and eating lunch and we if i want to say hi to somebody they're you know at the three tables down now and it, so they, they're taking a lot of precautions and fingers crossed you know it's it's going to continue that way there are some people that unfortunately in the business that have always kind of skated by especially non-union productions that that uh tend not to follow the rules and tend not to you know they do their own thing to to so the the producers and the you know production gets a little bit more money but um 
you know everybody else is not protected then that's why i really appreciate right now working on the this stuff that i work on because when you when you have those high level actors on next to you you really have to make sure that they are being taken care of so that's that's the 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 best part um i think it's going to continue to open up and i think everybody's going to continue to find their way there have it's been up and down even major productions have opened and then you know somebody tests positive so they close the entire thing down and that's happened numerous times and we've seen ranting and raving from various people you know talking about precautionary measures etc cetera, etc cetera. um but it's it, you know hopefully the, the the vaccines will do some good and you know it, it'll build up i think it'll regain some momentum and it, it's going to take a while, just like everything else. But like I said, I think in our business, everybody's hyper aware of what we have to do. And, and it's, I don't know, it's, it, it's not, not, not a necessity like going, like eating. Um, people have to, we have to figure out very quickly methods to to get food safely to do other things safely to you know to to do the vital things to to get to the doctor etc etc when it comes to movies they're able to take and film and everything else they're able to take a little bit more time to figure out those precautions and you know slowly ramp it up if things go wrong pull it back ramp it up pull it back so it's you know, a stop-start kind of thing, and there are definitely going to be downfalls, but uh, I think headway will be made. So, thank you so much for sharing that. And then, um, and just in terms of, of skills that you use every day, can you tell me about some skills that you use that you think students should start to develop? Uh, skills when it comes to uh, number one is. Um, self-motivation it's that's you know it's basically a self-employment kind of situation even though i'm hired by productions i'm fired by those productions immediately when i'm done with my job so i i need to look at it as even though it's it, i i need to look at the times in between those productions as my self-employment and have my entire business ready to go and and line that up as much as possible so anything you can do to, to acclimate yourself to business workings definitely help having having if if you don't have the skills to do your own taxes or your own bookkeeping or your own resumes or your you know things like that find somebody very quickly learn how to network and and find people that that you trust to do that for you uh secondly it, as i said we do a lot of different skills in the industry if you want to be an actor 
And I would suggest the same thing for, for stunt work because I come from a, an acting background and whether if I'm doing a stunt, I'm still acting. I'm just physically acting it a lot more than I'm verbally acting it a lot. Um, but I would say get as much experience if you're going to be in the, the film industry as a performer, get as much experience performing as possible. Get on stage, first of all. Having a, a general background of just acting methods is really, really good. And that doesn't have to be on a professional level. It can be a, in a high school show. It could be a, a, a local college. It could be a local you know, community theater. It could be a lot of different things. Just get experience. That's the, <clears throat> the big thing when it comes to, to performance is the more experience that you have, uh, the more roles you'll be able to put on your resume, first of all, but the more you'll be able to adapt to different things. As I said before, we're always in the situation where we have to update our skills. So whether you're an actor or a stunt person, get used to always being a student. So figure out how you can keep going and that that doesn't mean paying for classes all the time even though sometimes that's a necessity to get into an acting class an on-camera acting class but figure out ways to actually figure that out for yourself and and nowadays it's so easy you can make your own movies with your own phone and you can you can go online it's it's amazing. I'm amazed. So I, I wish I'd had these resources when I was first starting out that I could go find a tutorial on, on YouTube of how to shoot a fight scene or how to, you know, examples of acting scenes or how to, how to do a monologue or things like that. It's, it, you know, there, there's a resource for everything now and almost all of it is on YouTube. Uh, you know, it's it's all on on your computer though. It's all on the internet, and you can you can find those things. So get used to that. Um, I, I, another thing, as I said, is is learn how to communicate, whether that's on stage or take a speech class. Don't be afraid, and that that's one of my biggest things in life that I learned was I was I was terrified of speaking in front of people and t then you know taking up comedy and everything that I, I did made me just really embrace that and really start to love that and enjoy enjoy people and try to try to learn from everybody that that you meet no matter what they do you can learn from them and and embrace that in in our humanity whether you like that person or not i can i can pick and choose from people that i really dislike but characteristics that i want to use in a character or that i want to embody in a film or whatever like that or you know that's it's always it's always a great choice for me to be able to do things like that so and i think in general learning how to get along with people is just going to help a lot. So is that specific enough or, or almost definitely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Sure. Um, just sort of to close us off. Do you have any 
final words of inspiration or suggestions to students that are interested in getting into this acting and stunts person industry? Um, not just the industry. I think this this leads to that is don't don't be afraid of what's to come in life and especially now being through this pandemic and everything that everyone is going through it's there are still so many great things in life that we need to embrace and we need to embrace living and really trying to spread joy and love to to other humans and that's that's really what we're here for that's that's why i love being in the business because i'm making movies i get to you know it's thrilling for me i get to to go into space and i get to be you know I, I go back in the past and things like that but what i'm really doing and what i'm really enjoying is i am passing on my joy of my craft and uh and communicating to other people and and letting them feel something and that that really brings out joy in me and it brings out joy in them whether you know whatever whatever that medium is whatever their medium is learn how to spread that you know and learn how to just be a part of the human race you know definitely yeah i mean just want to thank you again so much for just taking the time to come and chat with me here today and share your your knowledge your experiences and really all the different tips and tricks that you have for uh, students really interested in getting into this industry you're welcome thank you so much <laughs>